Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. we got a lot to get into today. I would presume that most of you want to talk about last night's Raw Lots of stuff happened on the show last night coming out of Clash of the Champions. Not entirely sure what's going on with a lot of things. I mean, it's clear where things are apparently going, but there's a lot of things on this show that were weird. They have ended the experiment with Cedric Alexander. That was abundantly clear. They destroyed him on the Sunday pre-show. And then we talked yesterday about how he mentioned he might be getting another chance. Well, they put him in a tag team match. And he was absolutely destroyed by AJ Styles, pinned. And then afterwards, when the babyfaces were getting whatever heat they might have back, he got destroyed again. So Vince apparently, who was not at the show last night, I might add, Vince apparently done with Cedric Alexander. So he'll be back mired in wherever he'll be mired until they decide to try again with him. We had a King of the Ring final, Baron Corbin is your new King of the Ring. We could talk about that when we come back from the break, because I have a lot to say. We had all sorts of people destroyed. Both sets of tag team champions were humiliated at the beginning of the show by one guy, Braun Strowman. I don't even know where Braun Strowman is going, but they had to give him his heat back, so he destroyed both sets of tag team champions, except Bobby Roode, who was going to be facing Seth Rollins in the main event. For some reason, they couldn't beat him either. Robert Roode losing on a DQ when Dolph Ziggler ran in. And then Mayor Glenn Jacobs came in, destroyed the entire OC and Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode before The Fiend finally laid him out. So basically there's one guy they're trying to get over right now, and that is The Fiend. If you're a babyface on this show, if you're a heel on this show, it's all about just trying to get over The Fiend. We'll talk about this and so much more here today. If you want to call us, 844-411-5411 is the phone number. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Back in a moment to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, to the people who thought I was going to flop. Y'all are part of the reason I ain't going to stop. Against the odds, I went hard until I popped. Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top. I had dreams and now they all coming true. Tired of wearing the same five shirts every week? We can help. 
Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what works for you and delivers clothes right to your door. So you take the hassle out of shopping and find new styles that leave you feeling great. It starts with a simple profile you create in just minutes. Explore different styles and leave notes for your stylist about what you like. For a small $20 styling fee, your clothes are hand-selected for you based on your profile and then delivered to you so you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. Pay only for what you keep and send everything else back. Plus, the styling fee is applied to what you keep and shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. With Stitch Fix, you'll get access to great looks ranging from refined to rugged, and everything is hand-selected to fit your physique and your budget. Discover the stylist and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for men, women, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can earn bonus points on more than 250 offers. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store today or browse through our offers at O'ReillyAuto.com, where you can earn double points shopping online. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Call in all motorheads. It's time to rise up and pay homage to the Freak Nation. Or just flip your fat radio on to Speed Freaks every Sunday night at 7 Pacific on the Sports Byline USA Network. Join me, Kenny Sargent, with Statman and Crash Gladys for a freak of a good time as we drop in on the biggest names in motorsports from IndyCar to NASCAR, the drags to Supercross, and a big-time rock and roll band from time to time. That's Speed Freaks, Sunday night to 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, let's start talking about the King of the Ring. Then I got a lot of, lot of feedback here from people about last night's Raw. So the King of the Ring finale was last night, Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Originally scheduled for the Sunday pay-per-view, but moved to Raw, presumably because the ratings for Raw last week were so horrible. They aired it in the the top of the top of the second hour, end of the first hour, top of the second hour. And it was a very, very good match. Baron Corbin and Chad Gable went back and forth. Chad Gable, the small underdog, Baron Corbin, the big bully. 
every big guy little match, big guy little guy match you've ever seen. They worked it great. The fans were super into it. They so badly wanted Chad Gable to win. He almost won, but in the end, he ran into a tilt-a-whirl end of days, and he got pinned. Your new King of the Ring is, in fact, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin will be doing his coronation ceremony tonight on SmackDown. Now, if you look at this King of the Ring tournament, first off, this was, in my opinion, the best King of the Ring tournament ever. I know some people have tried to suggest other tournaments, but as far as like match quality up and down, this really was the best one. Baron Corbin was great in this tournament. The match with The Miz was... I don't even remember anything about it, so it wasn't that good, but it was The Miz, who has looked terrible of late. Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander was an excellent match. Baron Corbin, Ricochet, Samoa Joe was a very good match. Corbin looked really good. And Baron Corbin, Chad Gable was a great match. So I've said this a thousand times. I'm a fair guy. If somebody that I think is horrible gets better, I will acknowledge that. And Baron Corbin, over the last probably month and a half, two months, he has been a thousand times better than he was this summer. Got rid of this stupid outfit. He still does wear the jeans, but he's got like a an athletic top right now. He's his work has been so much better. He's he's out there trying very hard and having very good matches. So you know what? Great. Guy won the King of the Ring. I don't have a problem with that in the sense that, well, I don't want Baron Corbin to win King of the Ring because I think he sucks. The only problem I have with Baron Corbin winning the King of the Ring, there's two things. Number one, this past summer, I was there in Tacoma when Baron Corbin was headlining that show. And that show did like 3,800 fans in the giant Tacoma Dome. I was there when Baron Corbin was all over the show and he was driving off female viewers and the ratings were in fact so low that they instituted this new wildcard rule which, by the way, they're going to be dropping here in a couple of weeks. Baron Corbin has been a negative to business. Now, maybe over the next few months, if Baron Corbin continues to do what he's doing, he won't be a negative for business. But all I know is that he was a big negative for business to the point that they even acknowledged it on television. I don't think that the brightest idea was to go right back to Baron Corbin, giving him a big push as the king, coming off... Dude, it was July. It's September. Against football. I don't think for business reasons that this was a good decision. And furthermore, and granted, they're not going to do anything with Chad Gable, but the reality is this company doesn't need more heels getting heat. All they have are heels. They have no baby faces. And they had an opportunity to make Chad Gable a big baby face star by having him win the King of the Ring tournament. Now, I don't want to hear that Chad Gable wearing the crown and the cape was going to hurt him, or the King of the Ring is better suited for a heel, or this and that. There have been plenty of babyfaces in the past that have won the King of the Ring, not the least of which was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he never wore that crown and cape for a single day. He won the tournament because the idea was to get him over. Triple H won the tournament. The idea was to get him over. He didn't go out there doing the king gimmick. 
Bret Hart won the King of the Ring tournament. The plan was to get him over. He didn't wear that crown and cape. Chad Gable didn't have to go out there as Napoleon. He didn't have to go out there as a little prince. He never had to wear the crown and the cape a single time. You can just have the guy win the King of the Ring tournament, be crowned, and then use him as one of your top baby faces. But the important thing to them was to get heat, to get heat on Baron Corbin. And let me tell you something. The one guy that doesn't need heat right now, that doesn't need to win the King of the Ring tournament to get heat, is Baron Corbin. He already has heat. He has more heat than almost anybody. I'm not sure it's good heat. Could be bad heat. But he didn't need to win this King of the Ring tournament to get heat. So in closing, I'm proud of Baron Corbin. He's doing a lot better. I don't regret him winning this, or or I don't want to like not watch him on my TV. He's been good for two months, and he was good in this tournament. But he didn't need to win. Chad Gable needed to win, and he didn't. That's the story. We'll see where it goes. That's a true story. They even noted it last night. They they alluded to, Renee alluded to Baron Corbin's failure as far as ratings go and noted the dark times of Constable Corbin on the Raw brand. I've always been a backer of Baron Corbin. I've said this repeatedly on this show. They are not doing him any favors at all. I can understand you try a guy in a position, you try him out, you want to see what happens. He failed as far as being a ratings draw go. He fails as far as all. Uh-oh. To, like you said, to the point that they pointed it out. They are not going to do him any favors by making him some sort of comedy character or whatever this is going to be with the king. I, I don't think, at least, him in a role as the big boss man, him in that sort of role. I mean, you see the athleticism. You see what he's able to pull off at times. But people don't want to be fed a steady diet of main event Baron Corbin. And we'll have to see where this goes, but that's what this feels like. And it's even more amazing when you go back to the well with somebody like a Corbin and there's people like Cedric Alexander, and he's just the most recent example of you give a guy the smallest bit of opportunity you have, you just don't like the fact that he doesn't cut a a, a Vince type of promo in the times that you've given him inset work to do. And now he's going to be dead, buried, and gone. And it just kind of blows my mind. And, again, I don't think this is going to, this is going to benefit Baron Corbin at all. And as you mentioned, you need baby faces of all shapes, sizes, and, frankly, slots on the card. You know, you need people to care about loser baby faces, mid-card baby faces, and main event baby faces. They have very few that people care about. You had a chance to possibly make one with Chad Gable. And that's where you go with it. But it was a it was a very odd night. Some of the things that they did well, they did incredibly well. Some of the stuff that went way over the the ledge for me, it was way over. And this wasn't way over, but it just, you know, it's a constant problem here, or a constant issue with Baron Corbin and how they view him with how their fans view him. All right, so this person here says, weren't Cedric and Ricochet Heyman's pet projects? What is happening to them? Those two are getting buried the most on WWE every single week. I have told everybody for like two months now, when they announced that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were taking over as executive directors or producers or whatever over on SmackDown, it doesn't mean what everyone thinks it means. Heyman is there, and Heyman is getting some stuff through. Bischoff shows up, and he does a little bit, but less than Heyman. But at the end of the day, it's Vince's show. That's it. 
It doesn't matter if Heyman wants to push whoever to wherever. If Vince decides, I'm done with this guy, then he's done with this guy. Heyman does not overrule Vince McMahon. Eric Bischoff does not overrule Vince McMahon. Nobody overrules Vince McMahon. I said this. I have nothing against Cedric, but I, I made this abundantly clear. So far, the guy's not getting over, and I explained every reason why. That doesn't mean you need to give up on the guy, but Vince gave up on the guy. And quite frankly, knowing Vince McMahon and how he usually gives up on guys, he gave Cedric far more time than he gives 99% of the guys that he gives up on. Usually he gives up on him within two weeks. Cedric at least got like a month and a half or so. But at the end of the day, Vince gave up on him. And Heyman cannot overrule Vince McMahon, period. Back in a moment, Observer Live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. It's Tony in Philadelphia. What's up? Proud to say that I am fully healed after being shocked by the War Master. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, before I get in my point about Bad for your lawsuit, price, good to hey, hear. <laughs> hey, Sempervivi. So nice uh, win on Sunday after taking out half our team, albeit, but nice win. Appreciate that. Thank you. You'll be back. <laughs> so anyway, Brian, uh, uh, Raw, I didn't have a problem with the King of the Ring final. I didn't even have a big problem with Cedric Alexander. Uh, obviously, the biggest problem I had with Raw was Mike Kanellis. Uh, you brought up on Why? the Dave show that Michael Cole called him a loser. Did you hear what Corey Graves called him? No. He called him a beta cuck. I have never heard that term used on a wrestling show ever before. <laughs> it's funny. I, I heard it on my timeline it. yesterday, actually. I just yeah. Want to... <laughs> because well, anyway. of the show, or were you wow. called that directly? No, someone called me that because I didn't like <laughs> what I said about something. I'm sure the block button went to good use. You know, this Mike Canellis. Yes, go ahead. Well, hold on, hold on. Before you oh, guys God. both even go, I just want to point out that we've had beta cuck and a pause in the last two days of WWE programming. So they're just, they're just waiting for somebody to skewer them online. I'm surprised the pause went under the radar, but I think culturally, I guess that was going to fly under the radar. I suppose. But the biggest problem I have with it is, okay, Chad Gable, he's a baby face. You're supposed to feel sympathy for him. Cedric Alexander, he's a babyface. You're supposed to feel sympathy for him. Mike Kanellis is a bad guy. Why are you supposed to feel sympathy for this heel who is getting humiliated by his wife, his actual shoot wife? Hey, listen, buddy. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Listen, everyone. There's so this you you know I didn't think the show was well don't I mean the show was no, don't say there's so much worse no don't there's no it. no listen the show was bad I didn't realize it was this bad. I'm looking through my emails here. We just got that call right there. Like, nobody knows what's going on. So let me explain this to everybody, okay? They're not trying to get Cedric over, okay? This is actually an example of he's being buried. Now, the show is so bad that, like, every week some babyface just looks like a complete moron. And it's actually their attempt to get that person over. And everyone goes, oh, my God, they're being buried. And I'm going, no, no, they're actually trying to get the guy over. That's not what's happening with Cedric, okay? This is a burial. Nobody is trying to get Cedric over. You're not supposed to feel bad for Mike Kanellis. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Mike Kanellis storyline other than, like, eventually at some point we're going to find out who the actual father is. According to Dave, the father is not Rusev, even though, you know, she said she was going to reveal the father, and then Rusev's music hit, and she smiled, 
and he came out and he beat up Canelo. So, like, I guess for whatever reason, like, in the storyline, Maria and Rusev are on the same page together. I guess with Lana, I don't even know what's going this on. This is David Flair and Stacey Keebler level. This oh, no. Really, David, yes, David and Stacey is way better than this. Like, way better And than that's this. sad because that was trash. And I know you, you, if anybody wants to go back and look at that and try to give it some kind eyes, it sucked then. It sucks now. It was embarrassing then. It's embarrassing now. And this is the new updated version of it. It was it's been awful since the jump. It's been embarrassing from the jump. I feel embarrassed for everybody involved, and I feel embarrassed for a wrestling fan that, that is watching this. It's not good entertainment, and they can do – sometimes they do really weird, wacky things, and somehow it works. This has not only not worked. This has been embarrassingly bad. And, I mean, I'm look, they're getting paid, so God bless Mike Kanellis and Maria, but Wow. <laughs> it's you know if you ever hear about somebody refusing to do something and and people kill him for it man you, you know in hindsight I, I never would have done this if i were mike canellis I, I i i just i wouldn't period and it's just it's amazing that this has happened it's amazing that somebody thinks that this is good tv as far as says are they afraid to make baby faces because they all tend to leave no you know how many baby faces they have that are under contract for years and years and years they don't know how to make a baby face period that's the end of the story a lot of the stuff that they do with people like the miz they think that they're creating a baby face but in reality they don't even understand what a baby face is supposed to be like if i were in charge of this company i mean remember when i used to read fables every day like there would be reading requirements for everybody on that creative team reading about heroes and they would have to read about these heroes stories written like 2000 years ago to figure out how to make a baby face because now they have no idea miz oh my god well let's see miz is gonna lose so make sure that he gets distracted so we can protect him leading to the finish okay well well what we'll do is we'll have him distracted 10 times like a moron and the final time he's gonna go after a manager and he's going to get blindsided by the clever heel who's then going to throw him into the ring and pin him. Okay? That's not how you make a babyface. That didn't get Miz over as a babyface. Miz looked like an idiot. And up and down the show, these people just look like idiots. It's not, it's really not hard, everybody. It's just not. Because you know, I know that. Champion. You know why I know it's not hard? Why? Because in New Japan, they've got great over babyfaces. In AEW, they've got great over baby faces. In AAA, in CMLL, in MLW, in Ring of Honor, in every wrestling promotion on the face of the earth, they've got over baby faces. Because it's not hard. I don't want to hear somebody go, oh, Brian says it's not hard. Maybe he should write for Forget me writing for a wrestling company. Look at everybody else in the world that writes for any other wrestling company. They've all got baby faces that are over. There's one promotion on this planet in 2019 that can't make a baby face, that's WWE. So that doesn't tell me that you can't make a baby face in 2019. It tells me they can't make a baby face in 2019 because they don't know what they're doing. Period. End of story. Don't argue with me about this, people. Were you a fan of Seth Rollins at the end? Cowering uh, to the guy who beats up old people? Yes the, yes, the scary guy in the clown mask and your World Heavyweight Champion is sitting there with his eyes closed like a little kid shaking from the Sandman in bed, hoping that it'll just go away. 
And I may be being too hard on that. And the Bray Wyatt character and how it's been presented so far, even though I'm shaky on it having legs, I think has been amazing. Seth Rollins is going to go out there and he's looked like a chump. And he has sounded like a chump for the past couple of months, frankly. And now he's going to go out there and after this performance, I don't see how you don't beat Seth Rollins because what else are you going to do? Dude, the You're Fiend has got to win this match. Exactly. And But by doing that, I mean, is this how they're building Seth Rollins? I mean, with how with the no, they feel he's, he's already made, him, so who cares? Say what? They feel he's already made, so who cares? Well, why are we even reviewing the show? Because there's a lot of who cares on it. And that's supposed to be their world champion and their main event storyline and King of the Ring for the next pay-per-view. And he's the guy who is, I don't know. Well, it's just, here, here's what it's I figured they're going to do. This is, this is what they always do. So th- this pay-per-view is in October. So Seth is probably going to go and lose to Bray. And Bray is going to win the title right before Halloween. They're going to sell a bunch of masks. They're going to sell a bunch of cages. And then, even though the storyline is that there are no immediate rematches, you know it's probably going to be Bray versus Seth in November, and then they'll do Bray versus Seth at TLC in December, and Seth will win the belt back, and then he'll be the champion going into Royal Rumble season to set up whoever's going to challenge him for the title at Mania. It's like they're, it's like this is their fall booking. I don't know who it's going to be. I have no idea who's going to face Seth at WrestleMania that anyone's going to care about. Brock again? Braun? We already saw that finish. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. But this seems like by-the-numbers booking for, for them. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I just, we'll see. And the Bray Wyatt thing, again, creatively, artistically, you know, the, the idea he came up with, how they've decided to go about the artistic part of it, how they filmed a lot of the stuff, it's amazing. And I'm also thinking, again, what kind of legs does this have? As they're flashing up forever at the end with that Firefly Funhouse upside down and all the, the graphics with it getting cute with it, and they left it up there forever. And I know everybody loves this character. It's so new. It's so fresh. Oh, it is so cool. And then what? You're trusting in WWE to go somewhere with this? You're trusting WWE to, to get where Bray Wyatt's vision of this thing is at, to get where the fans' vision of this thing is at? Vince McMahon doesn't have his, his thumb on that at all. He doesn't have his hand on that. So I love how everybody's going nuts over this, how great it is. Oh, Bray Wyatt. At the end of the day, it's still Bray Wyatt and this character under the snow globe of Vince McMahon. And we'll shake it up and see how it goes, but... I'm still not loving this. Again, I'm loving aspects of it. I just have a real fear for what comes next. Well, I love it. It's one of the only things on the show that's different. Well, now you do. No, I've always loved the Firefly Funhouse. I love the Firefly Funhouse from day one. You can go back and listen to this show. That's great. I know. I'm, I'm not I'm not doubting you on that. That's great. You, you, you were first in line to carry the flag for it. We'll see what happens going forward because I don't see how you can be confident in it. And I don't know how you can sell me on well, it. Well, dude, I'm not confident in anything they do. All I can do, listen, they live in the moment. So all I can do is live in the moment. And last night, Hardy, it was pretty good. One. Yes, last night, the, the Bray Wyatt stuff, they did a good job on Sunday. They did a good job on Monday. Yeah, they could screw it up next Monday. I'll, I'll worry about it then. But for now, they actually did something good. Now, the thing at the end where they, like, for once, I don't know. 
I just, I, they, I don't know. I, 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 I was all over them, but when you think about it, like they had to do something until the show went off the air, and the timing was bad. Spooky but we had to see that goofy Ray. thing for like two minutes because they ended early. <laughs> I, I presume if it would have been earlier in the show, they wouldn't have had that goofy thing on there for two minutes. But anyway, back in a moment with more Observer Live. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions like company pages where you can get people excited about working for you. And we give you this toy monkey which will bang its symbols when the right resume appears. Okay, there is no monkey. I said there is no monkey! But company pages, for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com promo to try company pages for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost don't wait if the deadline passes you may lose your opportunity to get a pain relieving back neck knee or wrist brace at little or no cost to you 800-430-9571 800-430-9571 that's 800-430-9571 at 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. 
Uh, let's go to the phones. You are on the air. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? I think people are mistaken when I think people are mistaken when they think that uh, Seth is the chosen one. I mean, he's the one holding the title, but remember, it's his best friend and his girlfriend, the ones on the cover of the video game. Like, I think it's still Roman, but they put Seth in that hot seat so he could be the one booed because I think he's unlikable by design. So that Roman outside of the title picture, so that people would stop booing him. I mean, it's great that he overcame cancer and everything, but I think it's going to be this supposed babyface Seth who's actually a heel, but they don't want to make him a blatant heel because then people will cheer him. I think they want him to be this booed guy so that it would be that Seth Rollins versus a babyface Roman Reigns that they won't think, oh, they're shoving them down our throats. I think that's what they're doing with Seth right now. Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, I think obviously that Roman is a top baby face. But Seth is is in that position right now. See what happens after the draft. We'll see who goes where. I mean, they're claiming this draft. It's going to be boom, hard and fast for a month until Survivor Series when all the brands are going to be wrestling each other. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're doing the same thing again. Survivor Series is brand versus brand. It's going to be very effective after ending the wild card rule for one full month. That's going to very much get people interested in seeing these <laughs> brands face off or against each other. By the way, is there anybody they can bring back for sur- for Survivor Series to to captain all of these teams? Are we going to have an old guy come back to do that? I don't know. This person wants to know huh. if me or you have seen the top two matches from the Kagoshima show. So the Abushi Kenta match, I heard from several people did not think it was a very good main event. A lot of interference. Just not fans of it. And then last night on Observer Radio, Dave says the match was incredible and almost perfect. So I haven't seen it yet. I will watch it tonight and make my determination. But what is everyone else's thought? Was it, in fact, not all that good? Or was it, in fact, almost perfect? Did you see it yet? I haven't had a chance to see it yet, so I will make sure that I watch it before tomorrow's show. But to be honest with you, I have heard a lot more in what you have heard uh, in that direction because uh, for several different reasons, nobody bodied the matches. It's being a bad match or anything like that. But uh, with some of the icing that Dave put on it, he seemed to like it infinitely more than some other people. But well, I'll I'll judge for myself, so we'll we'll see. This person here says, it's regarding the Funhouse thing at the end, the fact that they had a two-minute clip of the Funhouse music fully edited makes me pretty sure that was the plan. Why would they make a two-minute version without the intention of playing the whole thing? I'm going to defend WWE here. The show was supposed to end with the Funhouse video being all wacky. Okay, that's how the show was supposed to end. They have no overrun. They have to end at exactly the top of the hour. So... This has to be timed perfectly. So if the wrestlers end early, the Funhouse video is going to play longer. So you can make like a 30-second Funhouse video if that's going to end the show. Because if the wrestlers end up going short, then you've got a 30-second Funhouse video, and then there's dead air for a minute and a half until you hit 11 o'clock. So clearly they had to make a long Funhouse video, Hope that the wrestlers hit their cue, and if they didn't, the video would just play and play and play until they hit the top of the hour. I'm 90% sure that's what happened. Well, I mean, there was I'm no sure that... reason to play it for as long as they did. 
I'm sure that song has got an ending at some point, you know, so there may, there may be a, like a three minute, 30 second loop of that video in that song for, you know, it's like the entrance videos and things like that. Sometimes they'll do that as well. But I, yeah, still it happened for too long. And I think it says a lot about the company where they had the deal at the beginning where Bray was out there and they had, they were going to the uh, commercial break. And they had the graphics upside down, and that was going to be a call for for later on because of Bray Wyatt. But all anybody thought was, man, look at this WCW disaster. Now they're just even doing this. And it's believable because it comes a day after the ref holds the belt upside down, you know, in the pre-show match between AJ and Cedric. So, uh, you know, it it's, speaks volumes when you do something like that. And the initial, the first thought of everybody's mind, out, you know, out of everybody's mouth and in their minds is, man, they screwed up again. That's pathetic. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, this is Michael from New York. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing in regard to what you and Dave were talking about last night, uh, but just real quick, Brian, I thought of you last night, uh, when I was watching Raw, and what did they go to the commercial with during the King of the Ring finals? They went to the commercial with the Heat. Corbin threw him into a bunch of chairs and barricade, and Cole was screaming about, can Gable come back? And they went to commercial, and I was like, finally, they showed the Heat before the commercial. Um, but what you and Dave were talking about last night about who they would bring in to, uh, be the big babyface conqueror to uh, take on Bray Wyatt, I was thinking they just bring back Balor as the demon, and that's who beats them. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. I mean, How it depends. It? Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for the call. So, like, obviously, well, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe Bray, maybe the Fiend is going to be the champion all the way through WrestleMania, and Seth will get his win back at WrestleMania. Maybe they're going to do that. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm just skeptical that the Fiend is going to drop the WWE Universal title to Finn Balor. I mean, they haven't been going that hard on Finn Balor literally since he tore his labrum. So you could do that. I mean, there's there's Brock a few Lesner options. Lesnar is a Lesnar versus the Fiend. Because, yeah, because at least with Brock, you don't have to to do anything. It's literally, hey, this other guy we know you don't like more. So you, and people are going to react to Brock. How they're going to react to Brock? So I think you, you always have that feather in your in your back pocket, regardless of what you do. Let's just say Bray Wyatt stays on Raw, Brock starts on SmackDown. You know, even if you you know, you need to pull that card later on, it's not going to be a hard one to do. So, it'll be interesting to see how they play that too and exactly where everybody's going to go because Bray Wyatt's got that kind of crossover character right now and he's probably the hottest thing in the company, you know, does he go to Fox? Probably not. He's probably better off to be on on USA. So he can be a little bit darker with some things, especially if if SmackDown wants more of a sports feel. It'll it's going to be interesting to see where a lot of people end up and how they bring back people because I'm sure we haven't seen the end of Bobby Lashley and some other people. It'll be interesting to see exactly how these guys are going to be portrayed on the, you know, the next time around. So, this person here says, I didn't think it was perfect, but I liked Bushi versus Kent a lot. I understand the Bullet Club interference is part of the story. So, there is a vote there. This person says, Ken Bushi was not good. Boring, too much interference, very predictable. The junior tag match, however, was incredible. Osprey is looking like the top wrestler of 2019. Well, he probably is. Says part of me wanted Gable that team to win. With Robbie Eagles. Oh, yep. Good. You've actually got a delay. Hopefully it'll no, just... clear up here. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Part of me wanted Gable to win, but I also know more often than not, being king of the ring is a curse. I hope Gable is still on TV and not just the flavor of the month, like Murphy, Cedric, or Ali. All right, to the phone, John. The air. What's up? Hey, this is Matt. What's going on? What's going on? Well, going back to you talking about Gable, and it's like you were mentioning earlier about how WWE, you know, have issues with booking faces, and the reason why I see that is because WWE in this day and age wants all their faces to basically be underdogs. Like, can they overcome these odds and all that? And it doesn't work for one of two reasons. The first is either them being the underdog is unrealistic, like having Roman being the underdog against some mid-carder. And the second is because, like with Gable, you have someone who is a legitimate underdog. He's smaller than anyone he's facing, but he's able to beat them because he's such a good wrestler, only for in the end, he loses. And it's basically like WWE saying, well, don't you feel foolish for cheering this guy now? Yes. Well, there's 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 a couple of things. I mean, there's a million reasons they can't make a baby face, but one of them is they've got this thing that they do where if a baby face is going to lose, they have to somehow be protected. And the problem is their ideas of protecting a baby face, realistically, it's worse off for the baby face. I mean, in a lot of companies around the world, including New Japan, like when the baby faces are going to lose, they lose. There is a there is a competitive battle, and the other person happens to be better on that given day. And every now and then, like as we talked about, if there's a bullet club match, there's going to be a lot of interference. But if Okada's in there with Naito, and it's Naito's hometown, and he's super over, but it's not his day... Like, there's not going to be a distraction and this and that. Okada's just going to beat the guy with the Rainmaker and it's over. And nobody thinks twice about it because they don't make a big deal out of, oh, well, he lost, he must be a loser, or it must be a failure. The idea is they're having a competition. It's Monday Night Football. It's the World Cup. One team is going to beat another team because on that day, they're the best team. And sometimes a team will be so much better than everybody else that they're clearly the champions, and they're the ones that are beating everybody. This is just what this is what it is everywhere except WWE. WWE, they say wins and losses don't matter, but if you're a babyface and you're going to lose, there's got to be a distraction, somebody steals a pin, blah, 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 and it never helps the babyface. The other thing, which is what you mentioned with Chad Gable is, and I talked about this with Dave, why do you build a heel. What's the point? Well, the point is you've got to build a heel that a babyface can then get a victory over. This almost never happens in WWE, except for the very top handful of people. What it is, is it's a heel-heavy company where the heels always manage to get the win in the end. Every now and then, a Nikki Cross, for example, is going to get a win over Mandy, who has made fun of her. This is rare. And by the way, after that happened, Nikki Cross went to Raw the next night and lost to the heels in a two-on-one match. So, I mean, that did nothing for her. But there's no point in getting so much heat and building so many heels if at the end of the day the babyfaces aren't going to get a victorious win over them. That's the whole point. Otherwise, why do you get behind the babyfaces? So there's a lot of problems. I could rattle them off for hours. But based on the call that person made, those are the two big ones right there. Any comments, Mike? Hopefully your delay is gone. No. Is the delay gone, though? It's gone. Okay, good. 
Person says the fiend is getting the stone cold attitude era treatment, showing up multiple times throughout the show. Yeah, they think he's over and he's a draw, so that's what they can, do. Can he? Can he? Just some please. It's been Jerry Lawler, Kane. Who else have we gotten here? And I understand what they're doing as far as the heat aspect of it goes. But can this guy beat up anybody else? I mean, I guess he got rid of Finn Balor. I guess, but like. Again, well, he beat up Seth last night. That's two. But it is kind of funny, though. At the end of the day, it's like, why is this guy getting a title shot? It's the creepy clown mask. Like, that's it. Like, that's the reason he's getting the match. Like, just it, I don't know. I know I need to chuck my brain. There's no pro wrestling involved in this at all. But, like, I don't know. The fact that we're going nuts over the fact that the artistic, you know, license that has been taken for this is that great is just, it blows my mind. We don't even know if the guy's still any good in the ring yet. You know, we don't know how long how long are these matches going to go with Seth. Because as we found out with Bray Wyatt, things get tiring quick with him. And again, you're basing a lot of this on WWE having faith in them that this is not going to end with one big wet fart in their pants at this Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. I will believe it when I see it. Statement from Big Cass. I've been very honest with my past struggles. It has been an ongoing battle on Saturday night. I obviously let my demons get the better of me, ruined an important night for a really great guy in an unfortunate series of events. I've worked incredibly hard to get where I am, even harder to overcome my ongoing battle with depression. But I will work my absolute hardest to right the wrongs of Saturday night. Apologize to Kevin Matthews, Pat Buck, Joey Janela, the entire WrestlePro locker room, and all parties involved from the bottom of my heart. I'm getting help from my family and friends as we speak. We'll be getting professional help in the near future. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Saddens me that the ratings for Raw always come out like one minute after the show goes off the air on Mondays. Need these people to get going. Let's get these, get these ratings out by three instead of four. First here is that Marie and Mike Canella segment on Raw was the worst 20 minutes of television I'm positive I've ever seen. It wasn't, dude. I'm really ticked off that that was the way Rusev made his return. You know, it's going to end up with the Maury Povich on Raw doing his gimmick announcing of who the father is. Hey, Steve Wolkos uh, wrestled a little bit in Maryland Championship Wrestling. They did a lot of gimmicks there, including using those people on the show. So anything is possible. I think the more amazing part of all that, though, was Rusev comes back, he's always guaranteed to get a reaction. There's people that love Rusev. And after that initial pop where he came out, man, were people sitting on their hands. That was that was the other embarrassing part of that whole thing was the fact that you could hear a pin drop in that building. It was pathetic. Bert says, they weren't doing anything with Bray for months. He's back with an incredible character, a huge push. Keep Balor off long enough, and the Fiend versus the Demon could be a huge deal. There's your mania, maybe. Even Royal Rumble, maybe. Spurs says, what's the reason Bray and Seth is hell in a cell? So they can sell cells and masks for Halloween. That's why. Literally. That is literally, literally. why. I mean, that's why the hell in a cell is every October. I mean, don't don't try to think about it more than that. I mean, this is why they do things. Regarding Raw, seems the Bray White Fiend character is the hottest thing they have. Should they pull the trigger with him beating Rollins? Or maybe wait for a bigger show like Royal Rumble or Survivor Series? This guy does not need to come back and lose his first major match at Hell in a Cell. No. He needs to win. After that, who knows? And finally, Osprey Eagles, ELP Ishimori was a better match, but Ken and Ibushi was really good. Bullet Club interfer- interference is part of their deal. It still worked. We're out of time. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners. Talk to you tomorrow on Wrestling Observer Live.